0: friends, it's us. I'm Steph Beagle. And I'm Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast delivers wellness remixed from face
1: slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this.
0: I think we've been waiting to have this episode from before we launched our podcast. Would you say that? Many, many many years. We call ourselves self-proclaimed tequila ambassadors and we're self-proclaimed. We work for Foria. They just don't pay us.
1: They don't know um, how much we've perpetuated their business and their brand, really.
0: And our moment of connecting to Foria, I feel like just is so us. It was like, Remember when we were like, we were really into the brand, but then we were in LA on one of our like we were We were walking on Rose Avenue. Correct. Yeah, we were Rose Avenue. And there was like a beautiful pop-up euphoria. Um, but we should tell our friends what we're talking about. If they well, if they're our friends, they know. But we had the magical, mystical, like woman who has a job that I wish I knew about in life, right? Um <sighs> yes. Kiana Reeves, which is not Kiana Reeves, but it's Kiana. Is a beautiful soul, a beautiful human, and she's the chief education officer at Fourier Wellness, which is one of our favorite brands in all of history. And she was on our podcast. Thank God. And we are
1: winners. Because she is a magical and mystical creature that really has all of this knowledge around, of course, sex education, but pleasure and desire and um, self-advocacy. I think is like a really good way yeah. to think about it too, an agency and, and how to make sure that you're cultivating a pleasurable experience for yourself, which is not so passive, right? Like we talk about this a little bit in the episode, but so often people are, eh, I'm not really that sexual or, oh, you. It's not that important to me, but really we talk about
0: the importance of it and how you can start to cultivate that for yourself. And right. And talking, you're welcome for having this podcast, everyone, but talking about it and talking Mm -hmm. about it with your partner, talking about it with yourself, like whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, Outside of the entire episode, what was your favorite part?
1: Let me think. You know what I thought was super interesting is the discrepancy in time. So for, she talks about for, for women to meet, Peak, physical, erotic, arousal, desire aros- arousal is the right word. Um, we're looking at like
0: 20 to 40 minutes and dudes are like five. Right. Like a whopping eight or maybe like three. I think it was like three to eight, and we were like 20 to four. I'm like, listen to the episode for the right numbers, but I, let's just say it was like four X. Yeah. So I think we need to be considerate about meeting in the middle hundred percent. Um, wow. I think we both were like, we want it. We could have talked about that for the entire episode. We're like, but are you sure? Like, are these numbers? Right. But it also makes like you brought, I think you brought it up in the episode. And again, I'm giving like literally everything away, but like the idea of like women who say that they can't orgasm, like, let's just pause on that and listen to the episode. And like, do you not orgasm or do you not give yourself the time to actually yeah, like, you haven't actually just taken 40 minutes. Correct. Um, I think like you said it, but like the idea of like, desire versus arousal versus pleasure. Like, I think we use those words like synonymously sometimes and they're wildly different and how each of those, like how to enhance your pleasure to drive more desire to then awaken arousal. Like probably, Ooh. I mean, let's see if that was right. Um, But I just, this episode was special and I think it's, we know how much our listeners love this conversation. And I think the way that can't really delivered all of that for us it was was magical. But the coolest part of all of this is these products are special. There is not a product out there that we like recommend to friends more. It doesn't matter how sexual you are or not. It also like there's the sex oil. I think it's called the sex oil that you could use for massages. Like it doesn't have to be for sex, right? Um, you are welcome, well behaved twenty for twenty percent off your purchase. Well behaved 20 for 20% off your purchase. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy the FOIA products. Enjoy life. Don't leave so quickly, Stephanie. I would never. I would never we have to do high end. <laughs> <out of it. laughs> but like, I wanted to, I really wanted to like go. It was a pause. A pause. Like, I want you to enjoy life and enjoy that code and write it down. It now.
1: Important. And I would say that having that code brings us just as much joy because again, we feel like we're working for the brand because we're super fans.
0: Yep. All right. I would like to know what you're high on. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> 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 I I'm high on everything. Right now, honestly, um, I just like am very into food. What I'll say to you is it's something that I've brought up in the past. Um, I'm not a huge bar fan, right? We really like to eat whole and real foods when we can, right? But I had a friend who told me about Papa Steve's bars a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And they have one right now that's a peanut butter, maybe chocolate, and it's vegan. And like, it's just like, okay, like, if I don't need to add dairy into my life, fine. They're raw. They're real. They are, um, have, they've gone in the refrigerator because it's like actual ingredients and you can buy them on Papa Steve's. You're welcome. Sponsor us, Papa Steve's and or, um, Amazon, but there's so many different flavors and it just like, it has, a- Protein dense. It just feels good in my life right now. So I was a little shocked to hear how much protein. I think it's 20 gra- 21 it's like grams 21 protein. 20 grams of protein. And like, I remember being like the old stuffy people was like 230 calories. Like, uh oh. And it's like 20 grams of protein, high fiber, real ingredients, peanut butter. Like,
1: yeah, it's a meal replacement also, or at least a supplement. And then you're, but that, that is no amount of calories at all. Totally. People eat food. Thank you. Okay. I have one and it's inspired by Rose Avenue. Woohoo. It's Rose Inc. Um, I have been wearing a ton of, and buying a ton of prod- uh, products, So this is Rosie Huntington, Whiteley's, um, clean beauty line. And I will tell you of the things that they have, there's this skin enhanced luminous tinted serum. And it's this tinted serum that comes out with little beads and you smash them either with your hands or a brush. And it is, Beautiful. It creates this iridescence. It has a light coverage, but it also is a moisturizing serum. I've been using their lip, lip treatment balm, their mascara, and their eyebrow gel. So really, I'm pretty yeah. soaked up on Rose Inc. right now. It's way affordable, and often because it's the holidays and everything is on sale, it's anywhere from twenty to thirty percent off. Um, I just feel like I'm getting texts from them pretty consistently. So. I'd give it a go. It's a really really nice product and I really
0: am comfortable with the price point. You turned me on to the lip treatment and I'm all for it. Um, Okay. Well behaved 20 for you.
1: Zero. Zero. Well
0: behaved Zero. zero. Enjoy. Get turned on. Love you all. Bye. Okay. Well, I mean, the excitement in our room is manifested. palpable. Is that a word? Well, because we manifest Because we manifest it. Yes, this is so true. Kiana Reeves, which now I want to call you Kiana Reeves, which was really a problem, but Kiana Reeves is here with us today. She is like our goddess, and we don't even really know her, but just get excited because we're clearly excited. But she is a somatic sex educator, doula, intimacy, and relationship coach, and- I wanna do like a pause to make this really dramatic. Right and chief education officer of one of our favorite brands in the entire world. Anyone who knows us knows this. Foria. You like we don't know you, but we hashtag goals. Like we didn't even know this this existed as a job. Well, we sought you out. Yeah, we did. So, thank you, thank you. We decided that we would be friends. Obviously, yeah, we did. Uh huh. We're friends already. We're friends already. Thank you. What a
2: fantastic intro. That was so fun. Well,
0: it's not even over yet because we want to say that we're so excited to have you on. That, like, it's a largely wild understatement to even use the word excited. But like, I'm excited. Are you excited?
1: Oh, I'd love that.
0: Yeah, right? It is a largely wild understatement. Yeah, largely wild. Is that even, it's it's a Monday. Here we are. Those are words. You have been a leading voice in the sexual wellness movement and you've been studying sex, embodiment, intimacy, pleasure, birth, wellness, all of the good things for over a decade. We see you, we celebrate you. We're in awe of you. Your work in the field led you to join Foria as the chief content officer, which is also really fucking cool, where she helped grow and shape the brand. We love that your approach to all things sex includes the emotional, biological, social, and the spiritual nature of sex and intimacy, because it's not just one, right? It's all of them together. Without further ado, we swear this episode won't be four hours, but it might be. So let's dig in figuratively and literally. And thank you so much for being here.
2: I love it. That was so fun. That was like a parade. I know. You did a great job. (laughs) I know. Thank you. Oh, my God. I just want to take a moment and just
0: give me all the compliments. So thank you all. Um, (laughs) Such a dynamic reader. Thank you so much. Um, Okay. Please, Kiana, tell us, how did you get into the field of sex? Like, just tell us. Tell us your journey.
2: You know, it's a long and winding road sometimes, and I think that it started probably when I was in high school and college, just noticing that I was particularly fascinated and interested in the subject. And you know, it was like the girl in college who was buying disposable speculums. So me and my friends could see our cervixes and stuff cool. and taking pictures of them and like <laughs> looking at the inside of the walls of our vagina and going like, whoa, that's amazing that you can see that. That's,
0: um, that is special. I feel like I was like, do you have a hair on your vagina or like, is yeah. your boob
2: a boob? But like you were looking at your service. So same, same, but different, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So we started there I I was fascinated in college, took a lot of sexology classes, sex education courses, and then it really kind of changed when I studied to be a doula Mm -hmm. and I got pregnant with my first son and really like, I went through that relational change with my body of becoming a mother, seeing how it impacted my own sexuality and that's when the the forces converged of, you know, female well being and like what it what it means to be a woman and all of the things we go through in our life and how tied and intimate they are to our sexual expression and our sexuality. And so from that point on, I just have been all about it, dove deep into, as you mentioned, many different realms, sexological bodywork, yada, yada, yada. But it's been my passion and my purpose for the last 10 plus years. So
1: cool. Um, I just, this is off topic, but on topic, did you grow up with any shame around sex? Like how did you become so comfortable with talking about and being interested in sex?
2: Yeah, I think that we all did. I don't know one person who doesn't have some level of shame about it, because even if we had a super open family experience, culturally, if you live in the United States, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's the inheritance of many generations of religious shame and societal shame. And even if there wasn't shame, just a lack of education and talking about 100%, it, right. that's our personal experiences layered on top of that. You know, so mm-hmm. like no one escapes shame and yeah, I, I grew up in a Christian church. My dad was the the like junior pastor or the youth pastor wow. and the worship leader and mm-hmm. um you know, what's funny about shame is like it doesn't always wear the same face. You don't point to it and go like that is shame. Like I don't have specific memories of being shamed or told anything in particular about my sexuality. That's not true. I do. I have some, but like when I was a teenager when I can remember them. And yet the things we don't talk about in our house, the things that, Mm -hmm. you know, are kind of like off limits is a kind of shame in and of itself, you know? And so I, I, I think that it was a both and situation, Mm -hmm. very comfortable in my body and also had lots of shame to work through. Right. But so strong and so dope that
1: you were like, you know what, we, we regardless if somebody's telling me it's bad, we don't talk about this, but I'm still yeah. going to go talk about it. I'm going to be investigative and then probably help your friends have that conversation. We talk yeah. about sex a lot in a way because we want our friends to be empowered by it. Yeah. We want our friends yeah. to ask questions and be involved. And that's really like, kind phoria has been a little bit of that bridge for us. Just being able yeah. to say to somebody, try this. Whether yeah. you're talking to... Uh, male or female, or partners together, and then people right. reporting back to us. Like it is such a fun bridge and, because I think it opens up conversation and probably opens yeah. up conversation between partners too, which, oh, like, for sure, maybe we're on mission here. <laughs> right. Uh, but let, so let's talk about FORIA because, you know, uh, self proclaimed brand ambassadors. Sale on the ground, salespeople, (laughs) gorilla marketing, (laughs) aggressive influencers. Um, (laughs) But let's just get into what is Foria and why is it so special? I mean, we have our own reason, but you're the expert, so we kind of need to hear the words from you.
2: Yeah. So Foria, you know, it's it's interesting because Foria is a brand and a company. And most people associate the brand and the company as the same thing. And that's not always the case. You know, there's the brands that everyone can feel. That's like the, the face, the experience mm-hmm. you have of the company with all of our incredible sexual wellness products. So the, the brand is dedicated to female sexual wellness across the lifespan, including pleasure. So we have a whole line of intimacy products really designed and developed around female pleasure and how we work and then we have a line specific to menstruation because that's a whole other mm. unanswered, unsupported, really uh, important experience we have very, very regularly for the a big part of our lives. And there hasn't been a lot of focus on that. And then just recently, we, wa- we launched our menopause line, which is geared around this whole other life change that we go through. And so we are devoted to those really intimate, really important experiences that the female body goes through. And the part I'll say about the company is that the company has changed over the last 10, 12 years, many, many times. It's like its own evolution of um, being a body in and of itself. And it's had so many incredible contributors and people who have helped to grow the brand and and think of it in new ways. And so we, as FORIA, are a team of people who are fiercely dedicated to the environment, to women's health, to um, sexual expression, to positivity around pleasure and uh, all sorts of stuff so yeah that's who poria is
0: love that beautiful
2: right yeah. we're like
0: we liked the and product. i had no idea the ram was so old
2: not the yeah, yeah, old yeah. oh we're old yeah we're like the yeah. grandmas in the sexual wellness space that's
0: so interesting right like it's mm-hmm. i mean i thought we were like we've known it for five years whatever it's been and i was like it must have just been born when yeah. we re- when we found it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we clearly not
1: the case um, We love sex. So let's focus on those products today and then uh, right. products Perfect. or topics. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about some of the products that are within the product line. I know that there are a few that include CBD. There are some that are, we've got oils, we've got arousal, we've got suppositories. Like talk to us a little bit about the product line and how you see your, um, uh, I don't know. Empowered women utilizing these tools and resources and just fucking fun goodness.
2: Yeah. So the intimacy line started um, in the beginning. We had a THC line. That's really when we were born Mm -hmm. and it was just THC. And we got so much, so much press because it was such a kind of revelatory thing that people were like, why would I put weed on my pussy? Basically was the question. And in, in my pussy, because we had a, a pleasure product and then a, um, internal suppository. And from there, we began and, and probably kicked off a lot of the plant-based sexual wellness movement because every single one of our formulas is, is plants mm-hmm. and organic. 99% of them are organic. And what we started to look at is like, where in the sex industry, where in pleasure are we not supporting people? And at the time, if you looked across the board, largely all pleasure products, all sex products were focused on male pleasure or like performative pleasure for women. And so it was like cherry flavored lube and like things to make your vagina smell different and nothing really focused on her pleasure. Mm. And so we we designed this line to look at the complex in a really beautiful way, com- the complexity of the female body and how interconnected our minds and our bodies and our vulvas and our clitorises and our G-spots all are to each other. And no one had really done that. I had been like, here's a lube, maybe here's like a cleaner version of a lube. And so we started with our, uh, in the intimacy line is Awaken arousal oil. And there's one with CBD and one without CBD. CBD is a phenomenal ingredient to have if you want to use it. If you don't want to use it, there's amazing botanicals like kava and cacao that we also use. Um, But Awaken is really designed for arousal and people confuse arousal and desire. So I I want to clarify, desire is the, the feeling in your mind or in your body that you want to have sex or that you're feeling turned on arousal is the physiological process of the body becoming aroused, meaning blood flow moving into the genitals. And when blood flow moves into the genitals, particularly if you have a vulva and a vagina, that's what wakes up a pleasure and sensation oh, is cool. a lot of blood flow. And so that is what Awaken does. It's all of these beautiful warming, stimulating, um, gentle herbs that enhance pleasure and access to sensation and relaxation if you need it like all of these really important um components of having a positive sexual experience so it, it helps you get turned on long and short of it so interesting
0: because i feel like people will once again because we're like you know the, they're like what is phoria? They're like is it a lube or like a lot of times people i think think of the oil and they think of like wet, like increasing like yeah. your wetness. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not. about. And then i start being like cinnamon and the tingles and like, right. Yeah. Like there's, I think it's the way you said it was obviously way more beautiful, but in terms of awaken and an arousal, it's not about just like making a like more lubricated area by any yeah. means. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually a really important differentiator between awaken and our sex oil. So awaken was designed to like Massage and absorb, like let it soak in. Mm -hmm. And that's why we say like, give it 15 minutes, give the plants time to activate. Your your vulva and your vagina are very absorbent. And so they actually, they soak the plants in and it starts to interact with them. And that's, Awaken is like, use just a little bit. And of course it's going to give you a little bit of glide and slide in the area, but that's really not its intended purpose, which is why we created the sex soil. Because... Mm -hmm lubrication is this whole other realm of pleasure, particularly for women, because we have such sensitive tissues, mm-hmm. They're a mucosal membrane intravaginally and, and right around the opening of the vagina. And those tear very easily when there's not enough moisture. Even if you have like a little friction during sex, there can be these little micro tears and you get that burning kind mm-hmm. of irritation, painful, like we've all experienced that. And Yet there's this persistent myth that if you're not wet, you're not somehow turned on and it's your partner's fault. So then we feel bad asking for lube and we get into this like bad cycle. And so what we wanted to do with the sex oil is really like demystify wanting excess glide for the area and to make an all natural formula that helps to provide that like Mm protective moisture barrier that helps things just like feel much more fluid and so that one's like use a lot of it use it everywhere slather it on um and that's so cool. the sex oil it's so almost you like them. you can
1: tell by the size of the bottles right the bottles yeah, exactly. like so large yeah it's like got a big dropper exactly. just right. like give it you yeah. can put it anywhere yeah. on your body yeah, yeah. then for body. the arousal oil it's like it's cute. in a, a yeah. little looser. Yeah. No, yeah. and yeah. i can, love the idea of answer. like thinking about it because it's so thoughtful, right? Like yeah. you're, you're awakening, you're bringing energy. There's like this warming cinnamon is exactly the word yeah. that I get. You know, like, I feel yeah. like so often things are like, clean your mouth. It's minty. This cinnamon is just like, it like warms you and welcomes yeah. uh, just the sensation. In. Yeah. And so giving it time, then maybe you're like caressing and kissing and like going slow, Right. Like Like, it makes the whole process about the experience Mm -hmm. and about being so mindful around it. And so exactly, I have found I just love the experience because it's it makes it special. Yeah. And not in a way that like you can only use it on your anniversary, but it makes it special because you're like it takes care. I think is the way that yeah. I'm trying to put that. It does. Yeah, well, absolutely.
0: So obviously we're like, okay, we mm-hmm. could have a whole podcast on Foria specifically, but you know, something that I think is so magical that you said was more of like tapping into an awakening arousal versus desire, right? Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. terms of arousal and, and actually feeling pleasure, what are some other tips or tricks? I mean, it sounds like so silly, but like what are some other practices that people can lean into outside of grabbing their beautiful phoria to experience and feel more pleasure yeah.
2: in general. Um let's let's start actually with desire because cool. I think that the 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 thing that people don't realize is they have so much agency in their desire and their Ooh. ability to feel desire, right? And because of the way that it we understand and have been taught what desire is. We've been taught that it always arises spontaneously. so that if a moment comes where our partner kisses us or something and we are not feeling it, then it just means like we're not in the mood. And actually, we have so much responsibility to to find the mood, to create the mood, to move towards the mood in the same way you do in a yoga class where you're like, you're committed to feeling good in your body. you can commit to feeling and moving towards your desire and, and learning how to do that. And that's important because then it isn't relying on the spontaneous feeling, which is like what most people would consider like their libido, their sex drive. You're actually creating moments in your life where you are figuring out what turns you on and, and bringing more of those to you. For example, I have a solo pleasure practice. It's not always self-pleasure. It's not always masturbation, but it does include touch, touch, that feels to me in a way like erotic and evocative and sexy that it it starts to bring to mind. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like oh, I like to move my hips that way. Like it reminds me that I actually really enjoy it. And I want to be clear. What I'm not saying is like, don't override your lack of desire by forcing yourself. This is not like enduring or like doing anyone any favors. This is finding within you what turns you on and bringing more of that in a committed way so that you do feel very connected to your desire because desire is what, whether it comes to your body or your practice or spontaneously desire is what brings you and opens your body to pleasure. Mm. So it's kind of like the first stage and you can use pleasure to, to increase desire. Right? So if I'm touching my leg in a way that feels pleasurable, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, like it, it peaks my desire. And so they're pretty connected. And in terms of pleasure, if we're talking about increasing pleasure, you have to, you have to focus so deeply on sensation because sensation is the thing, is the place where you can actually track physical pleasure, where you can actually track emotional pleasure. And a lot of us, particularly in a sexual moment, when it's partnered or when we're masturbating, we'll go into fantasy or we'll go into our heads which is like, it has its place. It's important. But if we start to kind of check out and and just need that in order to reach climax or orgasm, we're leaving behind a really important opening, which is the expansion of pleasure itself, which comes from being in the moment attuned to sensation and what actually feels good, which is like, it's always changing, right? You probably have the experience of someone touching your clitoris and then suddenly like that thing that was feeling really good for 3 minutes doesn't feel good anymore it's mm-hmm. different and so that is being with sensation as it changes and it's going like oh actually like could you or can i you know change the way that i'm touching myself and being touched so that i can receive more And there's a question in the field of sexological body work that I love and I think is so useful for partners and so useful in our own sexual practices. And it's what would make this feel even better? And you can do that in any moment, especially if you're bored, especially if you're not turned on, what would make this feel even better? And you'll sit with that and you'll usually get a little like an impulse, like a visual of something or like your body's like, ooh, like, you know, grab my breasts or like, grab my throat or like pull my hair or shake my legs or whatever, you know, whatever, like turn, like I want to turn over, like you'll get an impulse. And if you start following those through, then it becomes more and more of a signal of how to follow your pleasure deeper and deeper and deeper. I don't think we use this
0: word often, but like a libido, right? Like, let's go back to that for a second. I have I feel like we have friends who have said to us, like, we're just not that sexual, Mm. right? Or like you hear that often. Like and you're like, cool, like be more sexual, right? Like again, I, I feel like growing up, like, you know, in life, and then there was also, of course, stigma and like being too sexual, but but sitting in like libido for a moment and just like being sexual, like from a science perspective, like increasing libido, what is like the narrative there, right? outside of just like maybe I'm not attracted to that person or like maybe I'm not like in the mood enough right like I just Mm -hmm. think sensation desire like that makes total sense to me but if someone comes to us and they're like we're just not that sexual like what can Mm -hmm. you do there to increase Mm -hmm. libido
2: like as an individual or as a couple Uh,
0: maybe Mm. that's a good question
2: both no I'm kidding um
1: answer however uh, I would say from our listeners people think more
2: about it from a partner standpoint yeah yeah, because that's where it becomes, like, apparent pa- when there's, exactly. like, a mismatch. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think the important thing to say is, like, there's no right amount of sex to have, and there's no right amount of sex drive. It's a, it's a really personal relationship to ourselves and how important this thing is in our lives. And at the same time, I'm a firm believer that being very... Uh, like being able to fully inhabit your eroticism and your sexual energy makes you much more of a fuller person. Like it it rounds you out Mm -hmm. and it brings you into yourself in ways that you otherwise don't inhabit in your daily life. And a lot, for a lot of people, what manifests as a feeling of like, I'm just not that sexual is a part of themselves that was shut down pretty early on or, um, was not explored or not available to them, or they, they for whatever reason kind of just been was like that's like not my thing which is fine 100% and if someone's like well i'm just not that sexual and i i wonder like what else is there for me Mm -hmm. there's so much to explore in particularly in a relational dynamic but let's let's like look at the term libido because it's an umbrella for a number of inputs into what creates the uh the weather let's call it the ecosystem to feel sexual which is biology your hormones what are your hormones doing what are your sex hormones doing it's not just estrogen and progesterone it's also testosterone for for female folks we have testosterone too that really plays an important role in our libido thyroid is really important in libido um and then you take that and you couple it with like from a functional medicine perspective like how healthy are you and how stressed are you? Because if your cortisol levels are high, your stress levels are high, your body is going to hormonally deprioritize creating any production of sex hormone or prioritize it from an emotional standpoint. And then if you have inflammation, if you eat a crap diet, like all, all of that will influence libido. So that's just like one wow. area right. so is a biochemical, right? And then you have the relational. What's happening in my relationship? Do we feel connected? Are there withheld resentments? Are there conversations we haven't had? Have we been going about our daily lives for 10, 20, 15, whatever years, just not, not digging deeper and deeper together? In which case you totally depolarize each other. You, you, you take the like the passion equation out of it because there doesn't feel like there's any newness. There doesn't feel like there's any dynamic possibility for something different. And a lot of people in relationship get stuck in the same sexual rut. And they don't look forward to sex mm-hmm. because it's going to be the same thing every time. So then we think, okay, well, that's my libido when actually it's a relational dynamic that's happening that needs to be addressed. The third place I would look is like societal and um, family upbringing around shame and where you actually might have shut down at an early age or early experiences that you had that might have impacted your ability to be with sensation and to be with sexual expression in a way that didn't feel scary or threatening or like you were bad, you know, the, sh- the shame piece is huge. So those are, those are just like three and there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's more. more. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think, yeah, there's more. I think it's special even to take that moment to be like, Hey, to I think people get discouraged. So like, don't write it off as just like, I'm not sexual or like, oh, God, yeah. right. Or, or like, this is how I am and how I'll always be. Yeah. So I feel like just like the layers that you just shared, even like in the first batch of thinking thyroid hormones, like all of those
1: things. And when you were just saying, when you were talking about the practice of how could this be better, you know, and thinking if intuitively something comes to you, you have to be in an empowered standpoint to be Mm -hmm. able to then communicate what that looks like. For sure. Exactly. To make change, to have the agency, to, you know, really voice or take action on what is going to be the next version. What are you interested in? What is like, what have you been thinking about? What turns you on? And that comes from a place where you have to be safe. You have to feel empowered. And sometimes if you've been in a relationship for 10, 15, 20 years, you have such a routine. You have such a way of communicating that saying something new could, um, you know, cause a lack of confidence in your partner or questioning Friction, yeah. or frictioning. But what I'll say is I think so much about libido and sex is about momentum. Mm-hmm. So like having that, first of all, having sex makes you want to have more sex. Mm-hmm. Second of all, communicating is like this positive feedback loop. So if somebody is saying I'm not so sexual, like maybe just, I think again, foria is a great reason why, where if you brought something in, you could start to have a narrative or conversation mm-hmm. around it mm-hmm. or I listened to this podcast and these girls were talking about mm-hmm. you know, experiencing more this cool practice that you can do. It's any way that you can start to take those steps and the momentum then starts to follow it. So you're yeah. feeling more comfortable. You're trying new things. You're feeling more sexual. You have a greater maybe moments of connection with your own partner. Like all of it starts to unfold
2: exactly.
1: when you start to take those first little steps. So. Yeah
2: little steps they're guys. usually the hardest to take they usually the serious so. to take particularly with a partner right. if you're in a routine or even if you're on the rocks or if you you know it like rocking the boat in any way threatens our sense of safety which mm-hmm. threaten is like a survival thing Todes. you know so it, that's the thing is like we don't talk a lot about sex in the context of love but like loving somebody is a huge risk and that's what you have to be willing like with sex it, you're sharing love with someone and you have to be willing to take risks to bring the intimacy into a space that is deeper and more vulnerable and more true because that's where the best sex happens is when you're uh, you're you're taking uh, what's in the way of connection out of the equation by being bold, by being vulnerable, by saying the thing that you feel scared to say because it gives the other person permission to do the same, you know? It gives our partner's permission to be like, I'm afraid I'm not enough. I'm afraid I'm not pleasing you. Right. I'm afraid you're bored. I I don't know what to do. Right. What do you like, you know? Yeah. What yeah. don't what you, what you, like? you like? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Wow. I think we had um Which friend of ours did we have on? That's like it's all of our listeners asked us to talk about sex like more. And then we giggled because we're like, now we're gonna have eighty (laughs) six episodes on sex. But (laughs) but maybe it was not but the three minutes for you, three minutes for me of like Uh kind of like, you know, just exploring what feels good for the other person. And and I remember like we were like, Three minutes? Like that's a very long time to, you know, sit in. But I just think like baby steps, but they're really hard steps, especially yeah. when you go about, I mean, you have kids, you go about, I mean, you don't yeah. have whatever it is, you go about your daily lives to come home to the bedroom or wherever it is that you're, you know, experiencing pleasure and connection, like into, yeah. to like rock the boat a little, like yeah. hopefully not like, only in the bedroom. Right. I said, it, or I, did you hear the part where I said, it, or wherever mm-hmm. you experience pleasure and connection, mm-hmm. the elevator, <laughs> I'm like, I'm kidding. Um, speaking of, speaking of pleasure, um, I, we had heard, and you brought this up, and we're like, Tell us more. We heard that there's different types of orgasms. And maybe you're like, Haha, this is so simple and easy. But like, to me, I was like, Tell me fucking more about this. Right. I so mean, we have the eczema. Right. Different types of orgasms. And like, how do you have them? Like, in, the, in the simplest yeah, form. Right. So
2: it's not simple, obvious, because we would all be having them all the all time. The time right. It simple. But it's, it's simple in the fact that like we can, we can, um, bring anatomy to it. And the anatomy, what makes it at least a little more theoretically simple, which is going, okay, the clitoris is connected to the G-spot and the G-spot isn't just the G-spot. It's the whole urethral sponge complex, which is also connected to something called the A-zone. So there's, this will be like a cra- a very nutshell cross course in all of these intravaginal orgasmic areas. But the clitoris is the most accessible and about 80% of people who have clitorises need clitoral stimulation to reach climax in general, which is great to know because you can have a G spot orgasm with clitoral stimulation. It's called a combination orgasm where you are orgasming from your G spot, but you're, you're helping to bring it along by pleasurable stimulation of the clitoris. The same is true with the A zone. So if if the G spot is about one inch inside of the vagina on the roof of the vagina, the A spot is up and behind the pubic bone a little bit deeper in towards the back wall of the vagina. So that whole area, if you think of the roof of the vagina, is very, very, very sensitive to pleasure and stimulation. And you could spend hours there stroking and being with and finding different ways of pleasure. The thing with penetration this is that we need we by female folks need the same amount of blood that goes into a penis in our erectile tissue network, which is distributed under our alluvia, cl- in our clitoris and intravalli in order to reach peak states of arousal, which is when you can actually have those extended multiple orgasms or different types of orgasms. And that usually takes like 20 to 40 minutes on average to reach peak arousal. And for people who have penises, it's like five to 10 10- Sometimes they finish after five to 10 minutes completely. And so we have a different map, basically, of needs and the length of times. And so um, for people who want to experience those deeper intravaginal orgasms, which is D-spot, A-spot, there's cervical orgasms that people can have orgasms from the nerves on the like outside behind the cervix when the mm. cervix tense, but also from the cervical opening itself. There's also something called the K-spot, which is on the floor of the vagina. And it's kind of like down into the right of the rectum. If you put your fingers in and you can feel the rectum, but it's like down and inside. And then there's the perineal sponge, which is right at the opening of the vagina on the floor. And that's an erectile tissue bed. And so that whole, all of those areas are very orgasmic. Plus people can orgasm from nipple stimulation, from some people from anal stimulation. And you can take that map and go like, okay, any number of combination of stimulating any of these areas could potentially be orgasmic for me. But the one ingredient you need is to be in a very, very heightened state of arousal and very, very relaxed and not feeling pressured. Like you need to get anywhere. So you need time and a lot of turn on mm-hmm. and a lot of her to reach them. I mean,
0: I'd like need to listen to that seven times more, but no, it's fast. And I want like drawings. But. And also it was like the ABC yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scoop, <laughs> that
1: soup of yeah, yeah, yeah. orgasms. Yeah. But yeah. get, honestly, like what it's also telling me is that it's so experiential, right? Like, yeah. If we are, if our anatomy d- requires 20 to 40 minutes of stimulation and um, male counterparts are like one to 10, <laughs> and I don't know why that math doesn't, what like why the universe didn't I want know. that math to line up. But yeah. B, um, you know, so many of women are not able to reach orgasm and yeah. that's okay, right? Like the experience itself can be beautiful and blissful and joyful. But I think you maybe need to educate your partner or the partner needs to have an understanding that women are different. And so if we're Mm going to be working towards that, then it requires time. It requires Mm -hmm. sensation. It requires touch that feels different, body parts that are included versus just like racing towards right. this one, we're goal. sitting in
0: that arousal, like in that stage of arousal and turn on much yeah. longer before you're like racing towards penetration on either side, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think to your yeah. to your point, then like the journey, like at least you'll be on the journey in, yeah. in a more aligned time frame, right?
2: Do you talk about breath yeah, and at penetration, all? Penetration, like, won't... oh yeah, breath, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll go there. I was gonna say penetration doesn't even like begin to feel as incredible as it could. Until you're in heightened arousal, so this is why, like, everyone's like foreplay, yes, in foreplay to turn you on, but like, yeah, enjoy foreplay so sex can actually feel like quite satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, and breath is probably the number one tool to be able to help people get out of their head and into sensation. So if you just focused on breathing the entire time you're having sex, and or we're having a sexual experience and you were tracking sensation, like your your body's just like enveloped in sensation and you're just breathing. That's the, the fastest and most uh, reliable way to expand your pleasure is that practice. Cool. Yeah. I've been
1: yeah. Um, doing a little bit of reading because this content came across my desk, but around you know, um, Tantra and Egyptian alchemy and Taoism and Taoism and even some within Christian religion, like all these aspects seem to have practices around breathwork and sexuality. Absolutely. And like moving the energy Mm -hmm. from your root chakra up to your third eye and like the energy that happens there, sharing that with your partner. I mean, this is pretty woo, but hi, it's Lauren Abney. But it's such a, it makes sense if all of these different modalities are talking about why this is a beautiful practice and an additive and really where the energy is coming from that you're sharing between a connected partner. And it's so yeah. simple. It's breath.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 I heard something today. This is a little off topic, but I'll just bring it in. I was listening to a podcast called The Emeralds today. It's a really interesting topic about animacy and inanimacy an in and ogs. Um, and at one point the host said, you know, we live in a world where everything's disposable. Our, you know, our plates, our forks, our bottles of water, our partners, and humans are, are geared towards reveling and adoring and finding the magic in objects. And so, and, and it made me think about you were just speaking to, which is like this, the practice of breath is essentially that uh, being able to expand and move energy through your body. And so when you bring breath into a sexual moment, it moves that energy from in being in your root chakra and in your side chakra, in your genitals, to the rest of your body. But it also connects you to the other being that you're with. And I said this earlier in the episode, but you know, we don't talk about love a lot in the context sexual pleasure sexual ecstasy is like the place where we feel the most open and the most love we've ever felt outside of like having our opens our bodies particularly the female body like it opens our heart it cracks us open it's it's so immensely vulnerable especially when we're having penetrative sex and really deep intravaginal orgasms and so I think that's why humans are so obsessed with sex, is because it's a it's a direct doorway into the heart of life, and we really aren't giving it the credit that it deserves. Like we're really like I can fuck this person and I can go have a nightstand and that like that's awesome, but if you can bring that level of depth in your personal sexual expression. So even if it was like one night with one person, you were going to blow each other's hearts wide open so that you could feel something bigger than yourself together. That's like, I mean, that's the purpose of it, right? You touch something beyond. That's the purpose. And so that's why pleasure can change the world.
0: Well, and now <laughs> the episode's that over. <laughs> you know, I'm like, mic drop, bye. Honestly, that was gorgeous. No, I love so- it. It's such a such a beautiful like way to think about it. I felt it. it in my heart. Yeah, that was... Uh, I like truly I'm like and then where do you yeah where do you honestly go I think that's perfect I know I totally agree um you're amazing mm-hmm. thank you and yeah. I think the energy and the way you just speak about like yes I we understand that there's a product of for that we absolutely love and that we think everyone should try but the way that you um just journey through this topic it just like it it has such life and love and energy to it I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about it that way so We appreciate you so very much.
2: much. Yeah, appreciate it.
0: Um, Tell our friends uh, where they can find you and where they can find Mm -hmm. Foria, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, so Foria is easy. It's Foria Wellness. So F-O-R-I-A wellness.com. And our Instagram is really fun. Mm -hmm. I oversee that channel. I oversee all of our content channels. So a lot of the education comes from me and um, our blog too. And Foria's Instagram is at Foria Wellness. Easy spelled the same way. And then me personally, I'm, I'm Instagram at Kiana.Reeves, K-I-A-N-A Reeves. Spelled like Kiana Reeves. And then uh the same as my website, KianaReeves.com.
0: And I know that there's like this was like literally the tip of the iceberg in terms of um, I know you talk a lot about motherhood and sexuality and all of these are if someone wanted to learn more about some of those other things that you go to your website or go to your Instagram. Is that a good place to start?
2: Yeah, yeah, website. Yeah, I do private coaching and I, I do classes as well. Okay, oh, fantastic.
0: Thank you.
2: So I feel much. like
1: this broke my heart open. I love it. I feel <laughs>
2: Aww,
0: really so glad. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. I'm we appreciate so you. Yay! Yeah. Awesome. Oh, no, amazing. Thank you. thank you so much. You are such a light. Mm-hmm. Um. And anything we can ever do to support you and you know the brand, et cetera, let us know. We'll keep you posted. on- um. Awesome on our timeline and we'll reach out to you for some like imagery and all that fun stuff, but um Perfect. we're batching some episodes. So like just recording stuff, building all of that. And um no, we just, we, you're, you're amazing. So thank you so much for well, your time.
1: Yeah. Thank I love it. You. It was such yeah, a, such a here. fun experience to be with you.
0: Agreed. If you're ever in Chicago, yeah, come find, find us. us.
2: You know what? I, I will, and if you ever wanted to do like a second episode where you had listeners like questions, that's a really fun, fun way. Wow. So I love I'd be that. Happy to come.
0: Oh my god, we oh love my that. Oh my god, that would yeah. be awesome. It, it was honestly like your one sheet. It's so funny because like no one ever has is prepared in that way, <laughs> um, and we're like, well, fuck, this is like eight <laughs> episodes. Like we wanted to talk about. It. We had to literally like decide where we wanted to lead in, but yeah. um, the questions would be so much fun. So we we might take you. Yeah, we'll likely take you up on that if that's perfect. Okay. I'd be
2: happy to. Thank you so much.
0: I appreciate you. All
2: right. Have such a good day. You You too. too.
0: Friends,
1: this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of
0: us in your life, we totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at WellBehavedPodcast. Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat
2: behaved.